So, Matt, I was I was really really impressed with the Dolphins this weekend. I think the offense mm-hmm. could probably mm-hmm. I think the offense could probably stand to be a little bit better. Uh, but I'm I'm pretty impressed with the defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell me tell me what you thought about the uh, the Eagles the Eagles game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think with the mm-hmm. Eagles, they uh, mm-hmm. yeah, they went to Detroit. Kind of Detroit jumped on them and it got mm-hmm. a little dicey there. But uh, you know, they were able to hold on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, I, I I thought the Detroit. Mm-hmm. I thought that did. Mm-hmm. I thought that Detroit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, uh, is that is it too soon? Is it too soon for a callback? <laughs> I, I, guys, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I couldn't hear anything y'all were saying because I was playing PlayStation. What's going on? Oh, perfect. The following message is brought to you by Faulty Spark Plugs. Faulties, we are that smell. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of The Message Pitch. I'm Drew. Mm-hmm. I'm Will. Oh, we're done with that. Okay. And I'm Matt. And, uh, yeah, what a week in football. Um, <clears throat> sorry, football. I'm just trying. Yes? I said football. Oh, Matt? Football! There it is. There you go. So, uh. In a week when Will uh, uh, sneaking a PlayStation game in was the, one of the least craziest things uh, that happened. Um, man, I mean, I, I guys, let's just jump right into it. Have, have you guys collectively seen a week that crazy in in college football? I mean, top to bottom. Yeah, um, if we, I mean, it was 15 years ago in the probably the craziest season of all time, 2007. 2007 yep, I was thinking yeah, about that. It was pretty similar. Uh, yeah, good year. It was a good year. I remember being uh, young. What <laughs> I, uh, I I tweeted out on the uh, the message pitch Twitter account on Saturday. Um, you know the the I don't know if you guys have seen it, but like the newest like meme trend or whatever, where it's like it's kind of like the new hold my beer where it's like something crazy happens. And then it's like, Usher, just watch this. Yep. Um, yep. So I, I, yeah. I tweeted out on, I don't know if you guys saw it. I tweeted out on our account. But yeah. Um, so a- Alabama almost being the most embarrassing SEC team in Texas this week. And it's just Texas A&M. Watch this. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. I sometimes get thrown off by that because, um, I'll uh I'll see that you've done that and I'm like wait who's tweeting from our account and then it and then it, it dawns on me that it's that it's you um I I'll tell you um I I was wrong I I thought Alabama would would be uh you you were wrong I I think uh Matt has passed the chance effect on to me because uh, <laughs> yeah. I said Alabama would beat everybody by at least ten. You did? Um, no, no, sir. You said three touchdowns. I know. I, then I went back later and said double digits. Um, there was also another thing. Oh, uh, the uh, you know, go back to last week's episode where I said the NFC South was the worst division of football, and then the AFC South went winless this week, and two teams played each other. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, I thought I thought Alabama would, or I thought Texas would cover. 
That's why Alabama, they, like Texas, would score like a touchdown late in garbage time and lose by seventeen. I did you know, not see, did not see that game coming. Yeah, it's it's like I think I texted you guys this though. Like it, it honestly, it reminded me a lot of that twenty twenty Ole Miss game where you get a former offensive coordinator who's highlighted that ga- offensive coordinator from Alabama who's highlighted that game knows what Saban and his defenses have trouble and hate defending, and that's what they do. Um, and, and so I think, do I think it was cause for concern? Yes, but also it's week two, you know, like. Yeah, we'll see if it's more. You know, I, I think both the the this Alabama team is weak and the sky is falling. Crap! Like I think everybody should just take a step back. You know, like come on. Well, I mean, so. I feel like that fan base is known for being incredibly rational. And oh yeah, uh, yeah. No, I, is how much of that was? I mean, Texas came to play, and how much of it was Alabama may have overlooked Texas. Um, I'll say probably 60, 40. Um, I think, I, I definitely think the, the issue here could be for, for the Alabama team you've seen the last two years is, is road games. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it, I don't know, but I, I think that te- Texas came ready to play, you know, they highlighted that game. I, if anything, I think it shows just how great of a coach, um, Gary Patterson is. Yes. He's a defensive analyst or defensive assistant at Texas. And they said during the broadcast, I mean, that's the game he's been highlighting and working off for four months. And I mean, I think, you know, a, a lot of points were made about Alabama's offensive line that game. But I think of the three sacks Texas got, at least two of them were coverage sacks. Because, I mean, the secondary was locked down that game. So, I mean, I, I think that just shows how great Gary Patterson is as a, as a defensive minded coach, especially. Yeah. Yeah. I- Go ahead, Matt. Uh, not making excuses for Alabama either, because I, I think that defense was very alarming for what I was watching. Um, but I think I read that they, I read that they got into Austin late Friday, and then had a you know at eleven o'clock game, so they had a quick turnaround. Because you're not used to seeing Alabama play at eleven, so I had to think that that was somewhat of a factor too. Uh, hostile environment with an early game, coming off of a you know quick travel day. Yeah. Uh, I think they could just smell that Terry Black's from from the mm, stadium, and that's oof. what threw You know, we we mm. went there this summer. I think that's what it was. Will, do you actually do you remember Terry Black's? I I mean, I didn't. I was sick. I didn't have amnesia. I remember it. I, I didn't eat much, but I remember it. It I'm was good way. I'm just saying, man. You 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 definitely look like you did. You, you may or may not have been completely with us when we were there. I mean, I. I remember it. I also remember that I think Jordan needed a cigarette after eating it. It was so good. To yeah, that is that bris- brisket and ribs, man. Oh, oh gosh, mm. some Texas barbecue right there. Yeah, it was. It was. It was amazing. So, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I feel like that, that this team in particular is going to kind of, I don't want to say play to the level of their competition, but you know that. I don't know. It, I don't think the whole they're going to win by multiple scores every game is necessarily true, but I think they. It's like yeah, a what moron! What moron said that? <laughs> well, you you did it first, but as as I was writing in the um, things I think we learned column that's going to come out tomorrow or today, whenever you hear this, um, I don't think that there. It's not going to be a, a steamroll to a national championship, it may be a roller coaster, but I still think that 
they're they're kind of in the driver's seat. It's yeah, an early I, season I, I, lesson for sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, they better watch out, you know, who they get this week. You know, for, we talked about 2007 a minute ago. ULM's rolling into Tuscaloosa this week, boys. Remember what happened last time they played? I think everybody on that staff would be fired immediately if they lost to ULM. <laughs> Saban would fire himself. I think Texas beat them too, didn't they? Didn't they, them? Didn't they play them the first game? Did no, no. Oh, oh, Texas played ULM? I think so, yeah. yeah. I thought you meant Texas and Alabama. I was like, no, they had, no. That, they didn't. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying, yeah. Um, well, guys, you know, or, or do you have any more thoughts on the Texas-Bama game? Not really. I mean, I didn't watch too much of it, but I, I was with somebody who was kind of concerned that it was going to end in a loss, and I just told them, no, Alabama's they, – they've got this. And uh, when, when I saw uh, – Bryce Young break that run. I was like, ball game. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's kind of what everybody was. Uh, you know, I think there were a lot of people out there though who, when they had the lineup to try to kick a field goal to win the game, you know, had had thousand yard stairs going. But you know, the, the kicker they've had the last few years has been pretty automatic. So yeah, I don't think there's really anything to worry about. Uh, speaking of things to worry about, uh, Notre Dame. I was sitting there bragging on them because they held Ohio State in check, and then the Thunder and Herd just laid the smack down on them. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the hold my beer contest Alabama, Notre Dame, and Texas A&M had this weekend. It was awesome. Oh, well. <laughs> they, I mean, Notre Dame has, I think, some serious uh, offensive issues. Uh, yeah, Not to well, take anything away from Marshall, but you can't put up more than 21. Well, the, so part of that is their starting quarterback got knocked out for not that, not just that game, and now he's out for the rest of the season too. Oh, I didn't so know that. Yeah, so their offensive uh, – he has an MCL sp- – or some kind of joint sprain in his shoulder, throwing shoulder, so he's done. You uh, think uh, – you guys think Brian Kelly saw that coming and that, that factored in? I mean, maybe – but, but I mean, sure. Being LSU is probably well. I I, I think what we're going to see is that this this doesn't the the Brian Kelly to LSU move and the Marcus Freeman promotion because of that. I don't think either party LSU or Notre Dame is going to benefit from this in the long run. No, well, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, Notre Dame. To your point, Matt. I don't know. I feel like there's only so much you can you can do. If you're Notre Dame, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you're going to get carried on the basis of your name, and you're going to beat the service academies in like Stanford. But like, you know, you you really, I I don't know. I, I think I think Kelly cashed in while the getting was good. I think so too. I I think you know he probably kind of like Gary Patterson at TCU. You know, at some point that. You know, if a coach stays in a place long enough, he's going to have his rise, he's going to have his peak, and he's going to have his inevitable decline. And I think Kelly had gotten to his peak and was on the verge of starting his decline. And he said, well, I think I will take my talents to <laughs> Baton Rouge and start a new life for myself. I mean, he left as the most all-time winningest Notre Dame coach, which is kind of hard to believe. 
any uh, zero national championships to show for it. Yep. He's not as good as Lou Holtz. Who is? Nobody, Mark. That's why I'm going to tell you why Notre Dame is going to win the national title this year. Um, what if, what soccer, if, maybe. What if Notre Dame did if, – if Notre Dame right now went on a tear and did not lose again – do they make the playoff? I, th- I think that Marshall loss is unforgivable. <laughs> well, I mean, it was, listen, it was listen. at home. Yeah, they they've got actually. I'm looking at their schedule, and it's Ohio State's forgivable. Losing at home to Marshall, there there would have to be another two loss team, and that two loss team would have had the loss to like Miami of Ohio for that to happen. I think <laughs> or at State. Oh, I was going to make that exact same joke. Oof. So, App State's a little bit more of a. I, I have I, I do have a lot of thoughts on that game. No, I think what you'll see with Notre Dame is they'll somehow jump like they'll they'll be top ten. They'll like yeah, yeah, the, their name their name will still be in the conversation. I'll, they'll I'll go to the Fiesta, yeah, they'll go to the Fiesta Bowl. But yeah. I think well, they're I'm, done for the playoff. I'm looking I'm looking at their <clears throat> schedule. Yeah, I mean there's there's not any weak links left, and maybe they get uh, USC. They get they get Clemson and USC, so they could very easily go eight and four at best. Uh, guys, not only do they have Clemson and USC, they have BYU they get, and North Carolina. Yeah, they, BYU's they're looking, looking good. They're looking at six and six, and depending on how they catch Cal this week, you know it's it's not it's not good for old Marcus Freeman, first coach to ever start off at zero and three at Notre Dame. Yeah, um, they may he may, he, he mm. well. There's a there's a guy out there who's looking to get back into coaching. He's uh, working for Fox right now. So Urban Meyer. Yeah. Oh, That's I think 100. percent Yeah. It's one of his dream jobs. Yeah. I I, I think he's going to have some kind of amazing revival, and Notre Dame's going to welcome him with open arms, and he's going to uh, zero chance Notre Dame gets him that job. You think so? Yeah, zero chance. They'll they'll promote from within and promote uh, Reese. That's the offensive coordinator that played quarterback yep. there a few years yep. ago. Tommy Reese would be a uh, would be a sure bet. Or they'll they'll go like some somebody else, you know. Yeah, cash in on the cash in on the the Netflix documentary and name Monte Teo. Oh, yeah, I, I can see it. some alumni coming back. To yeah, coach. yeah, prominent alumni. Jimmy Clark. Brady Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, all right. So so we can agree that Notre Dame losing to Marshall was was very, very embarrassing. But still not the worst loss of the weekend. Um one step up on the wrong uh, ladder of, of humiliating losses. Let's go Aggies. My goodness. People are going to learn to stop scheduling App State. There's so, a reason Alabama does not play App State. There's a reason Clemson <laughs> does not play App State. And it's because App State, like I said about Utah, does not care. They will play anybody, anytime, anywhere, and they will probably give you a run for your money. Did we not learn anything about the famous call from 2007? Matt hit it about the uh, the, the call from 2007, hit it. Um, you you lost me here. You, you know the, where we we always used to imitate the guy going nuts over App State, knocking off Michigan. Uh, was, I I can't remember honestly. 
We're getting it's, old. Yeah. The App State has beaten been the been Michigan Wolverines. Wolverines. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I just okay. – the one, the, one the one thing I always remember about that is, like, App, App State's rushing the field, and rightfully so. And there's a dude in uh, khaki pants and cowboy boots who's hold, having to hold up his pants while he runs, and it's one of the funniest <laughs> images out there. Well, what gets me – have you guys seen the, the Twitter – uh, the like somebody leaked footage from the yell party or whatever it is. Before. Yeah, I saw that. Oh man, yes. like that was just not. But not... You, you know it. I mean, it's not like like. I mean, did you guys watch that game? Uh, absolutely. Yes. Right yes. Yes. Okay. For for anybody out there who may, it is nowhere to me. It was nowhere near as close as that score indicated. I mean. It, A&M, there was no effort. There was no effort. There was no hustle. I mean, I think the play that perfectly encapsulates that is uh, A&M's receivers running. Uh, the DB for App State strips the ball. There are five guys for App State diving for that football. Nobody from A&M's even in the camera view. I, well, and I don't want to pile on A&M, but, well, here goes. <laughs> I mean, let it all out. We, well, we – I said at the beginning of the year, I didn't. I'm just not sold on Jimbo as a head coach, and I I tend to think that A&M's a little bit um, overrated. Um, but my goodness, I I really think they were like, you know what, we got this with sixth ranked team in the country. We got the U coming in next week. That's a real and big. This, and they this looked, was the old ultimate trap game. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Yep, and and they just looked ahead, and let's see. Uh, here, here we go. They're, and they're scheduled. They're, go ahead, Matt. Why can't they develop a quarterback? <laughs> Has Jimbo <laughs> ever developed a quarterback aside from Janus? Uh, no, but it's like, I mean, someone had Manziel, but after that, that was some had, someone had Manziel. That's just said someone had Manziel. Oh, I thought you said that, someone. Sorry, someone had Manziel, yeah. and then after that, I mean, they they have not been able to replace anyone close. To, well, I mean, you got to think, you know, upper echelon quarterbacks, Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> He's before Manziel, though, right? Yes. yes. He wasn't yeah. a quarterback. He, he was the receiver who switched yeah. to quarterback. Yeah. Right, right. I just, let's, I just want to play this, real, just a little clip of this real quick. Just bear with me. Oh, I had to Google this team to make sure that they're even real. First off, this sounds like a really bad wrestling promo. I was really confused because Appalachia is definitely not a state. He is right. Geography, yeah. But sure enough, I found them. And they're located deep, and I mean deep, in the backwoods. Just like you would think any hillbilly college that names themselves the Mountaineers. Okay, first off, they play West Virginia every year. Come on, man. At at West Virginia. (laughs) Come on. And College Station, it's a nice place. (laughs) But it's not really when you would say urban. Urban or, you know, it's kind of out there. I want to give a shout-out here to uh, my buddy Lucas at work, a proud Penn State graduate. He texted me this weekend after A&M lost, and he was like, I'm so glad A&M lost. He said, I don't understand A&M's. Uh, superiority complex. They're Penn State with oil money. 
And I was oh, like that. Wow. I was like that. I was like, that's that I've never thought about that. That except, you know, Penn State has a much richer like national uh footprint and, and relevance as opposed mm-hmm. to A and M. I was like, wow, that's never thought about that. Like I said on the beginning, the the opener, the SEC program that we did, I've heard them called Mississippi State with money. Same yeah. colors, same kind of mascot. You know, I, I just yeah. Is it cause? I mean, I, we need to. I, I'm not trying to bag on them, but is it cause for concern? Is this a program? I didn't. I don't think they're going to win seven, maybe seven games this year. But at what point do you? All right, we have the number one recruiting class. Oh, that's not good enough. They'll beat Miami next week. You think, uh, I don't think so. You what, you think Miami's? Look, I know we've wanted Miami to be back about as long as we've done this program, but. I feel like we're getting to the point Miami's like Texas on being back. Do you really think that they're they're capable of beating A and M at at College Station? I mean, I history do. history repeats itself. I mean, last year A and M lost to Mississippi State, then beat Alabama. Yeah. So so here here's where I'm kind of I feel on the U. You know, watching that game, the, the Texas A and M quarterback room has to be in shambles. Like the the Haynes King, you can tell he's still relatively young, but they won't put the Max Johnson kid in from LSU. I think there's a lot of – I think that program is, is kind of down in the dumps, kind of unsure of itself. And if you're not out there playing confident, that's not a recipe to win. And you got you got Miami who's kind of rolling right now. And I think, again, A&M's going to get maybe get caught looking ahead because next week they get Arkansas. And then after that they get Mississippi State. And then they get, uh, I want to say South Carolina, and then they get Alabama. So, you know, they might be focused on conference play. So, would I be shocked if Texas A&M won? Not at all. But for some reason, I just don't think they're confident right now. So, I'm going to take Miami. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of like mad. I just – I know Miami plays in a super hot, super humid environment. But Texas heat is different. It's just different. Um why after the after the way that that Texas A and M or after after the way App State's offensive line just big boy Texas A and M's defensive line last week? Yeah, I mean I think I think Miami's going to be able to they they have a two mobile quarterbacks and three running backs they they'll just shove down your throat, you know. So I mean they they match up well. Yeah. Hey, uh, real quick, what's that clicking sound? Is that on my line? No, that was me in my hotel room remote. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> You and your controllers, man. <laughs> All right, so so A and M, do we do is the season lost at this point? Do do what, realistically, what do you expect out of them going forward? Eight wins, seven yeah. wins. Uh, the 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 Jimbo special, eight wins. I think eight and four would be a success for them. I think the people on honestly, the people who were uh, picking them to play for national titles and go to the playoff because of a young recruiting class. I think that was kind of premature. So, I mean, yeah. I think, I think double-digit win season for them, ten and two or ten and three with a bowl win. I think that'd be a successful season for them. I don't see that. Not ten wins. No, I don't think they get ten. Oh, I don't. I don't think. I don't think they do either. I'm just saying. I think that would. Be oh, I, yeah, I get what you're a saying. Super yeah. success. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, I don't see it happen. Well, obviously <laughs> not good uh, for the Aggies, but still. Not the worst loss of the weekend. No, Jimbo Fisher still employed. 
A&M still has a chance to be a ranked team coming into town, and they've still got a chance to win their conference title. No, the the worst loss of the weekend, uh, which sent a program already in rough shape into an absolute tailspin, is the Nebraska Cornhuskers uh, dropping the big one to Georgia Southern. Guys, Scott Frost was dismissed immediately. You know, Matt – Take us through this, man. What? What did is you guys watch? Did you guys watch this game, like live? Not having no, that would not be one on my watch list. So I, I did because it was the only thing on, and Nebraska went up by a touchdown with three minutes left. And I looked at Sarah Elizabeth, who is my wife. For those of you who don't know, um, she likes football, doesn't really follow it like we do. And I said they're still going to lose this game, and sure enough, that's what happened. But go ahead, man. I'm sorry. Well, what 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 was the what was the question, Drew? Well, I mean, like, how bad is it? In because um, I, uh, you you and I are the same age. I remember when Nebraska was a power, but for whatever reason, they ain't no more, and it's it's pretty Especially bad. Conferences. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, what in your opinion and estimation, as somebody who's watched a a pro team rebuild, what do you think it would take for this foot? Ball program, this college football program, uh, to rebuild. <laughs> well, they need they need the right coach, and they haven't had that. I mean, what they've had, Bo Pelini. Who, who I mean, who who was that before that? Uh, I don't remember who it was before Pelini, but I remember with Pelini, and then they ran him out of town, and then I believe it was uh Mike Riley. Mike so Riley, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to take a – I mean, Sabins don't grow on trees, but it's going to take a Saban-like figure to turn that, that place around, like much like how Alabama uh, was turned around. So uh, I, I had a hot take about this earlier in the week, uh, and I think I was actually talking to Drew. You know, they released a list of, like, candidates to look for. It was, like, Bill O'Brien, of course, Urban Meyer, uh, all these guys. But I honestly, like – and this isn't even a joke – there's one guy out there I think could fix this program. So do tell the thing with Nebraska, they switched from the big 12 where it used to be, Oh, Texas didn't want you. Oklahoma didn't want you come play here. We'll beat those guys. So now we're in the big 10 where it's harder for them to recruit. Who is a guy that in his two major, major places and major stints as a head coach was known for taking two and three star guys, if that, and competing on the national level. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Brian Carson. <laughs> Excuse me. No, well, kind of. Um, Chris Peterson. Uh, I forgot he's, he's out there. And yeah, he's not coaching right now. He took Washington to the playoff, the first and only time a Pac-12 team's been to the playoff. Made Boise State a national power for the better part of 10 years, uh, just about. I mean, I think at least if you're not if you're not at least calling him and seeing if he's interested, then you know, what are you doing? I, yeah, no. Well, so, it, go ahead, man. I'm sorry. You go ahead. No. Well, and like, but will like I told you when we were talking about it earlier in the week, I kind of wonder if if he kind of got, I don't want to say exposed, but I don't know. I just felt like when he was done at Washington, he he was done. I mean. I, I don't know. I, I felt like they Money got talks. I know, but I, I just feel like it, it would be hard. Not that he couldn't do it, but but it, it would be hard, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I definitely think that if, 
if there is a guy, I mean, like I said, he's got the track record and just, I'm sure they're either whoever they're going to hire. It's so early in the season. Nobody knows who it is, but with all the guys on that list, like Mark Stoops, well, I'm not leaving Kentucky to go do a complete rebuild at Nebraska. Dude. Matt Matt Campbell at Iowa State, same thing. You know, and Urban Meyer, it's like you guys said, like, I think he's kind of untouchable for a while. I know Nebraska's quote-unquote desperate, depending on who you ask. But, like, I think that's a guy you at least try. And if Peterson turns you down, okay, let's find somebody, you know, uh, yeah. Kalani Sataki at BYU. You know, look what he's done. You know, I mean, I think there's guys out there and then, I, I just think you're going to have to get a guy who can, who, you know, if, if they're they're not the greatest recruiter in the world, because it's hard to sell Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, I was let's say. go get somebody who develops talent. It's hard to sell Lincoln, Nebraska, but it's not hard to sell winning. And I think that's what Nebraska was able to sustain for so long. Is I mean, yes, we're out here, but we win, and they're not doing that right now. It's not like Miami, where you can say, "Hey, come to South Beach," or you know, even, uh, well, I mean, College Station. Yeah, come to College Station, you know, but with this NIL deal, it's, it's it's worth your while. I mean, yes, Nebraska has a strong alumni base, and yes, they have a lot of people that are, uh, you know, wealthy donors, but I, I, I just, I wonder if being where they are makes it harder to sell that program when you don't have wins to fall back on. I think most you know, certainly – you know, we, we kind of talk – you know, there's some schools out there where it's like, oh, you fired a coach after one year, you're not going to get anybody who wants to come there. Kudos kudos to Nebraska. So, you know, they could have waited until October 1st and uh, – not Harson. I'm so – you said Harson earlier and I made him st- stick in my head. No. Well, he might uh, be available. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you know the, if, they, if they have fired Scott Frost after October 1st, the buyout's cut in half, but they sat down with him and said, hey, look, we're, we're going to pay you what we brought you here for. So that's why they let him go early. So he got his full $15 million. And to me, if I'm a coach or, or, you know, if I'm looking to go be a head coach somewhere – and that's the kind of moves they make, even when they let you go. That's pretty enticing, you know. That that's a, I mean, I know you just fired a guy, but that's basically giving him a great severance package that you didn't necessarily sure. have to give him. So, well, and something yeah. that they may want to look at too, uh, you know, depending on how this the rest of the season goes, you know, Mickey Joseph may be the guy. I mean, he may be. Yeah. You know, he's got a he's got a good pedigree. He's got a a proven track record, if the players will rally around him, you know, you you may be able to – you may already have your coach, and that may be what they're banking on. We'll go ahead and pay Scott Frost, and then let's see how this year goes, and if Coach Joseph does well, we'll bump him up and, and pay him what he's worth. So, and you, and you, yeah. mentioned, you mentioned Bill O'Brien. That is an interesting name because when he took over for Penn State it was off the aftermath of all their sanctions and mm-hmm. players leaving yeah. there's a lot of a lot of turmoil that is an interesting think, name to watch he's been in that position before yeah i don't think o'brien goes to from everything i've heard like i said you know talking to to my buddy lucas and penn state grip uh, o'brien hates dealing with boosters you know he's he's the opposite of Franklin. You know he's an X is an O guy and doesn't like the personalities. Doesn't like having to recruit. I uh, think that's. I think he's. I think he's gone back to the pros at some point. Inside information. Yeah. Well, it's funny because he was more of a, he was more successful in college. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well. I, you see, with O'Brien, O'Brien was never a terrible NFL coach. He was just a terrible GM. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So, the dealing with boosters yeah. that don't like dealing with contracts. 
<laughs> For real. I'm in the I'm in the Nick Saban coaching. <laughs> um, by the way, does Scott Frost end up in the clinic? Uh, I believe so. Uh, I think your next I think your next offensive coordinator at Alabama is gonna be one of the following three. Uh, Scott Frost, Dan Mullen, or uh, Joe Brady. Oh, my gosh. Well, Matt Rule, if it doesn't pan out with the uh, – give, give that a few months. Yeah. Rule's a defensive guy. That, honestly, when we are talking about O'Brien to the pros, <laughs> I think Matt Rule is probably your safest bet to be the – maybe the only yeah, coach that I this year, barring a scandal, performance-wise. So, yeah, well <laughs> – We'll get to the NFL in a second. Any any other thoughts as we head into uh, week three? Will you want to we can predict a couple of games before we head over to the NFL? Yeah, uh, sure. Let me get some get some games pulled up for us. I've got them right here. So uh, I, I want to talk about this one for a minute. It's a Friday night game. Florida State at Louisville. If Florida State wins, they're four and zero for the first time in years. They'll be four and zero to start the year, and they're wearing these sick ice out jerseys. So uh, I think that. You guys like Florida State in that one, or are you taking Louisville? It is in Louisville. Yeah, I'm still taking Florida State. So yeah. Louisville was did not look good, in, even though they yeah. beat UCF. I did not look good in that game. I got gotcha. you. Um, Oklahoma going to Nebraska. Do we think Nebraska tries to rally around Nikki Joseph, or do we think Oklahoma runs away with it? I think they try to rally. I, I you know, I mean, I don't know if if. I don't know if it'll be successful, but I think they'll put up more of a fight, and they'll. Um, I think they'll they'll show up a little bit more, but I still think Oklahoma beats them just just on talent. Yeah, yeah I think I, I think Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma takes that one. Georgia going to South Carolina. I'll South. start this one off. I've I, I rallied the horn all off season. I'm going to take South Carolina in an upset. Yeah, well, let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> um, what happened? Like- uh, Arkansas has a massive offensive line. I, I said our, I said South Carolina would go nine and three, ten and three, ten and two. They could still do that. Okay. I predicted some losses in there. Okay. Um, I did see where if South Carolina has a bunch of players that might be injured, so Georgia will probably beat them by forty. But hey, I made a prediction. I'm sticking with it. Darn it! Stick to your guns. You're uh, a better man. I try to. So beat number twelve BYU. Going to Oregon, BYU came off an incredible emotional game against Baylor last week that they knocked off Baylor uh, again. The, the, again, my chance effect where I picked a Utah and Baylor to both make the playoff and they both already lost by week three. Uh, Drew, you look like you wanted to say something here about this one. I, I missed that. I did not realize BYU beat Baylor. Mm-hmm, they did. Yep. Wow. Where was I? I'm gonna give the Cougars credit for scheduling all these big yeah. Power Five schools. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take BYU in that game too. I, you know what? I'm thinking. I, I, oh, they play good defense, and you know we've seen Bo Nix playing against good defenses, and, and how that happens, and how that we've works. Seen so. Bo Nix playing against defenses. Yeah. Uh, so Vandy going to Northern Illinois. It's like oh. Jordan's. This is the season for them. It's in DeKalb, <laughs> Illinois. By the way. Fact an SEC school is going to the Cowville, Illinois. You know what? It's not important. You got to go where you got to go. Uh, Matt, I'll let you go first. I'm gonna say Northern Illinois. I think they were 
They weren't they a bowl team last year? They were. Yeah, I'm gonna take Northern Illinois. So I, when we did our preview, I picked Northern Illinois, but I'm looking at their their schedule right now. They only beat Eastern Illinois. They get Eastern Illinois and 35 to Tulsa in a loss. So I, Griffin, I'm gonna take Vanderbilt. I will take Vanderbilt yeah. in this one. I was going to say um, Northern Illinois can score points, but they can't really stop anybody. I think it's a trap game for Northern Illinois. They're going to be looking ahead to Kentucky, and Vanderbilt's going to sneak up and, and get the dub um, and go to what? Three and two one. And, three and one. Or two and one. They'll be two and one. Uh, no, they played week zero, so yeah, three. If they win. Yeah, they'll, they'll go three and one after this. Um, so I'm taking Vandy. All righty. Um, I'll save that one towards later in the end. Um, the game day game, Troy going to App State. I think App State comes out a little bit flat at first because of how last week was, but I think App State wins this one pretty easily. Cool. I don't know the first thing about Troy this year, and that's sad, but I, I haven't. I really haven't watched anything that they've been in. I know that they've they uh, they're they one lost, and one. They lost to Ole Miss. That so that yeah that one loss is to Ole Miss. So I mean, it's not a bad yeah. loss. And well, they held Ole Miss to twenty eight. I mean, I get it. It was opening weekend, but they seem to have a pretty good defense. But I just up in Boone after a big win. I think you're right to come out. App State comes out flat, but I think that they, they get Troy. Yeah. So, we got Penn State coming to Auburn. Drew, I'll let you start this one off. Mm. That's going to be a big, big game. Uh, just, I mean, you know, I think that's the first Big Ten team to ever come to Jordan-Hare Stadium. Yep. Um, the environment's going to be crazy. I've seen where they put out, you know, it's an orange out weekend. There's a possibility – uh, that the first, for the first time since the 60s, Auburn comes out in um, orange jerseys. I don't know if that'll actually happen or not. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's a it's a it's a tough one to try to figure out simply because, um, you know, you just don't know. You don't know what Auburn team's going to show up. They did not look great against San Jose State. But the officiating crew didn't help them, similar to the Alabama-Texas game. Um, that said, is Penn State going to be able to hold up in, in the in the Alabama heat? Um, I know Penn State's got a pretty decent team this year. They're 2-0. and You know, they beat Purdue and they beat Ohio. But I, I just don't know. I, I, think, I think if Penn State loses – uh, this the seat gets really hot under Franklin, and I think if Auburn wins, that gets them closer to the seven wins that I predicted at the beginning of the year. So, I'm gonna say Auburn in an absolute nail biter. I think the heat plays a factor, and I think that 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 it it wears down um, Penn State as as much as Auburn's offense does. All right, chance. Yeah, I picked against Penn State last year. Uh, and I was very critical of, uh, if you remember, Sean Clifford. You were. Who proceeded to have the best game of his college like. career. Um, I think he's been battling some injuries. I don't know if he's recovered for this game or not. Um, but then again, you look at the other side, who, who's quarterback for Auburn. 
doesn't instill much confidence for me either. But I'm going to pick against Penn State again. I think Auburn's going to win. Um, I think the revenge factor is in what you said about the heat. Um, I just – I don't think this is Penn State's best team, you know, that they've had. I don't think that they're much improved from last year. So, I'm, I think Auburn's going to be a big win for Auburn, and I think it's one that they'll get. Well, if you guys recall, I, I picked Penn State to be my sleeper Big Ten team. Uh, I, I get your point about playing in the heat. Uh, that could be a factor, but this is the same Penn State team who – you know, we're talking about road environments. It has to play in the horseshoe in the big house. So I think they're used. It's an experienced team. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. is going to be a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. That dude is a tall, he's length, lengthy, uh, just shut down defender um, for, for Penn State. Um, and unless you're 2006, 2007 Florida, if you, if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. And I think we're starting to see that with Auburn. So I'm going to take Penn State in this. Is his dad Joey Porter, the linebacker? Yes. From Steelers? Yes. Yeah. He is. Um, <laughs> Getting old. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm going to take Penn State in this one. I don't know why. Uh, my gut's just telling me to go with Penn State. Uh, you know, like I said, I think in a nine-year senior, he should have all the road experience. He shouldn't get too rattled. Um, and I think also Penn State's had basically two weeks ready for this game since the Purdue game. So I saw Clifford. It was hurt. Was it the first game or second game? I, I saw. I think. I, it, I think it was the second game. I think it was one of those yeah. he could probably go out there and play if needed. But, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. And so one of, the, one of the people there. Yes. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. So we we've already kind of touched on Miami and A and M. So the last game that I want to talk about that I think could be really interesting. Uh, LSU or Mississippi State going to LSU. Mississippi State mm. is looking is looking really good the first two weeks, and their offensive line is really clicking. Uh, LSU to me, you know, the defensive tackles out for the year with a knee injury. Off their offensive line did not look good against Florida State. I'm going to take Mississippi State in this one. Mm. This, this is at LSU. It is. I don't know, man. Mm. Yeah, it's tough. That's real tough. I ain't scared to be wrong. We know. Clearly. <laughs> We've been doing this podcast with you for years. Yeah, I'm I think I'm gonna take Mississippi State too. Oh snap. I think I like yeah, I like uh I like how they're playing a little bit better than what I've seen from L S G so far. So um that's gonna be a tough though. I mean it's gonna be close, but I think Mississippi State's gonna pull it out. You know what? Let's go three for three. Um, I, I I did not. I still am not convinced LSU doesn't finish last in the West um, this year. I, I think State gets them. I think that they've got. They're riding a good wave of momentum. G- give me State. All right, boys. That's all I've got for the the weekend ahead. Drew, you wanna wanna tell them what's next? Yep. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break so you can hear from our sponsors that uh, make this keep going. And then we'll come back and we'll do a little NFL catch up on the week one, uh, on the week that was week one. You're listening to the message pitch. We'll be right back after this. Hey, message pitch listeners. This commercial break is brought to you by Matt's Voodoo Shop. Matt's Voodoo Shop will turn Sean Clifford into a Heisman candidate 
or the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl contenders by simply putting our foot in our mouth. Hey guys, Drew from the Message Pitch here reminding you for your next tire purchase, check out Maypop Tires. Maypop Tires are an independently owned company voted 17th most reliable by the Southwestern Arizona Oceanfront Property Manager's Home Weekly Journal. Maypop Tires, with their steel flat technology, are the number one choice of old red wagons and trucks going too slow in the right lane everywhere. Maypop Tires, we'll get you there, eventually. Hey guys, Will from the Message Pitch back again with an exciting announcement. The folks over at Maypop Tires have partnered with the Blanker Garages to make sure your car has all the fine-tuning it needs. Coming this fall, Blanker's Breaker Fluid. Blanker's. You'll figure it out. Eventually. All right, welcome back. We'll just jump right into what was the first week of NFL play. Um, Matt, you're our resident NFL expert. What was the biggest surprise of the weekend to you? Uh, well, I did post uh, my article on the website. You so. did. It was great. Way to mention it, Drew. Good job. So, well, yeah, thank you. And brag about himself, Will. So, uh, the whole the whole Cowboys, the whole Buccaneers thing. Um, we'll, we'll, we can dive into that. I'll be honest, the, the biggest thing that I saw that surprised me was the 49ers going to Chicago and laying an egg. Yep. Um, in the rain. I, I, know, yeah. I know the conditions yeah. were bad. I know the conditions were bad. But you're still – that's a playoff caliber team versus a Bears team that was projected, you know, win maybe five games. So, sure. I, I think that's only going to add more fuel to the fire of the Jimmy Garoppolo supporters. Um because Lance did not look good. Yeah, um, he's my fantasy quarterback in one league. Yeah, and, that's what happens when you auto draft. And while Justin Fields, you know, um, I think he only completed like nine passes, so he didn't really exactly light up the world either. He at least threw two touchdowns. Um, and this was a 49ers team that's you know has some talent. You know, nearly made the Super Bowl so uh, last year. So I, that that was the biggest surprise for me as far as, you know, a weekend of upsets. That one I thought was a pretty big upset, even given the conditions. Yeah, I, I, it wasn't that big of an upset to me. I just don't expect the 49ers to be that good this year. So I, I thought they would have won that game, but, but I wasn't shocked that they didn't look good. Dang, son. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> no, I Dad, – I agree, Matt. Well, we—I know we talked about it, but um, let's talk about the NFC North. Um, Packers look bad. They look bad. Yep. And Aaron Rodgers didn't even throw two hundred yards. Yeah, I mean, like, and the Vikings, who you know we talked about maybe giving the Packers a run for the money, looked pretty good. And I know they didn't win the game. But the Detroit Lions didn't play bad either. Are the Packers in trouble, or is it time to relax, as Aaron Rodgers would say? I think I have them in the same boat as the Cowboys. You know, they didn't really do much to get better this year. They're just expected to be good because they have a good quarterback, um, you know, and they're a big brand. But, I, I mean, what about their offense really stills confidence in you besides Aaron Rodgers? I mean, Aaron Jones is a nice piece, but they lost a lot at receiver. And that – I don't care who your quarterback is. 
it's going to take time when you basically replace all your receivers um, to try and, you know, gel and get them up to speed. So they could be in trouble. I still have them – I still have them favored or at least as on par with the Vikings, but they're they're not the the contender that I think a lot of people were pushing for. Will? I think, that, I think that's a fair statement. Yeah, I was going to say, Will. Yep. Is this the year of the Vikings? I think it's still too early. I mean, I feel like the the uh, Packers kind of do this every year, and then they get hot. Um, I think the Vikings yeah. looked, looked a lot better than I was expecting them to. Uh, but I think it's a little too early to make that call. Um, yeah, they, they look good. They weren't quite as good as Michael Irvin predicted. I don't know if you guys saw that where he predicted Kirk Cousins to throw for eight touchdowns in that game. Um but I mean, they're they're a team I want to see more of. That's for sure. The Vikings. No, they they definitely and they play the Eagles next. They definitely scare me. Um, now, as far as being a you know a competitor to the Rams and Bucks is for that one seed. I don't see it just because of Eric Cousins. No, but but Justin yeah. Jefferson is Randy Moss esque. Uh, they, I mean, they have pieces: Jefferson, yeah. Thielen, Cook, Madison. In a good defense, uh, yeah. a capable defense. So, yeah, that Vikings for sure deserve to be in the conversation. I, I, I can't, I can't see Kirk Cousins winning a big, a big game in in December or January. But um, they're good enough that they're going to be in the conversation at least. And then, yeah, going back to the Lions, um, they, I mean, they played night and day better than they, than they did against the Eagles last year when the Eagles went in there and absolutely destroyed them. Um, I think Goff played actually, you know, he didn't play great, but he played, he took advantage of the Eagles mistakes and that's what a quarterback needs to do. Yeah. Um, but I oh, thought I, De- DeAndre Swift looked, yeah, looked very good that game. If they can run the ball like they did against the Eagles, they're going to be a tough out too. Well, the, the question I want to ask about the Lions offense is, are, are is it time to say Amonra St. Brown is a wide receiver one in the NFL, guys? We're getting close. We're getting yeah. there. Um, I don't think he's quite there yet. I'm, you know, kind of. Oh, no, when, I, when I say wide receiver one, I don't mean like a level of like a prime Hop- DeAndre Hopkins or Devonte Adams, but I mean, I have him like a, yeah. I have him like a Christian Kirk kind of receiver right now. You know, a good receiver. Um, that's you know, appears to be trending up. But, yeah, I, I need to see more. But, uh, yeah, he definitely he, – he burned Darius Slay a couple times. That, oh, I, I know he did. I've got yeah. him in one of my fantasy teams. He he has John Brown with the Cardinals vibes, if that makes sense. You remember John Brown a few years ago? Yeah. Yeah, he was really fast. Really fast, really good, kind of under the radar. But I think he's going to have a longer and better career – uh, and, and more notoriety than John Brown. I think for his sake, though, I really, really hope, and I think that the front office that they have now will, but I sure hope they take better care of him than they did Calvin Johnson, you know? Like, you, yeah. you got, and same for DeAndre Swift. I, I think the Lions are a quarterback and maybe a couple of other pieces away from being uh, 500 or potentially a wild card team. I just I don't think golf is it. Um, but who knows? 
they're going to beat some teams this year that they probably shouldn't. Yep. I 100% believe that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's spot on. Speaking of beating teams you shouldn't, uh, how did the Saints come back on the on the Falcons? On the who? Falcons. That's why. And that's how. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that was a that was kind of a surprising start to the game. Uh, Atlanta Falcons. Because I and after I spoke so highly of the of the Saints. <laughs> hey, I've got a hey any any uh, uh, Art Blanc or if whoever Art Blank who still whoever owns the Falcons now I've got a new slogan for you, Atlanta Falcons, ripping, ripping defeat from the jaws of victory since twenty sixteen. I would argue that they've been doing it longer than that, but yes, you're right. Yeah, no, I, I think that was pretty surprising how they came out, but I mean they. They at least ride the ship at the very end. I but after watching the Saints and then watching what the Bucks did to the Cowboys, Ooh. Bucks are Bucks are pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I underestimated them a little bit. That defense was was stout. You know, yeah. I, I I just ripped the Falcons for how they lost that game, but it could be worse. It, it could be the Broncos. Oh, yeah. I didn't even watch that game, and I heard it was bad. It was it it was Peyton Manning called for on the Manning cast called for uh, the uh, Broncos to call a timeout sixty two times before they actually called that timeout. Well, right. you know he might be onto something. Yeah, that that game was terrible. Bad coaching decision. You know, it's funny you should mention Peyton Manning and the Broncos. I feel like the Buccaneers this year are going to be very much like that Broncos team that won a Super Bowl with him. Brady's uh, still I, really good. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Because, and this is no, this is no, and I'm not trying to have Peyton Manning slander, but his neck was so messed up, he could barely throw. And and I texted you guys this the other day, say what you can't will about Brady, and I do. That dude's ripping 50 yards at 45 years old. It's ridiculous. But that's my point is they're going to be like that Broncos team, except Brady can still throw and still rip it. And still like this, in my estimation, granted, it was just the Cowboys. And I really thought the Cowboys would win that game. I don't know why people thought the Cowboys were going to win that game. Because they played them so good last year. Yeah. They played them good last year. And they play good defense themselves. Yeah, okay, I, I I understand that. I just I never thought the Cowboys would win that game. Anyway, sorry, Drew. Go ahead. Well, I again, it was the Cowboys, but that Buccaneers team is scary good and potentially Super Bowl good. And I I bought into the you know Tom Brady was out eleven days. Yeah. Um, Chris Godwin was coming off injury. It just and the line was at two and a half mm-hmm. uh, in, in favor of the Bucks. So I I, need you, I looked at I that need you as guys a Rams. To... I need you guys to stop that. What world are we living in where I'm the only one who thinks Brady and the Bucks are going to pull win out? And I know. When, when you actually complimented him, I had to double-check to make sure Drew didn't send that. I was like, wait. <laughs> I see Grantham, but. Well, I got really scared because, you know, yeah. if, Will is, if Will is complimenting uh, Tom Brady, uh, things are not good. Something is no, good. No, I told you guys. what it is, It's not if I compliment Brady. It's if you ever get the text. Brady's rings are legitimate, then you know something is wrong with me. Yeah, that's a good point. So, real quick though, do you guys think 
are the Cowboys done without Dak? I, I I think I think they're they're done in terms of being a favorite to make it to the playoffs, but after watching how the the Bengals just assume, hey, let's just turn the ball over instead of punt or kick or score, I think I think that could be a trap game for the Bengals this weekend because if there's one thing the Cowboys can do, it's like they they can get you to turn the ball over. They can force turnovers, and the sure. Bengals the Bengals last Sunday. With six turnovers and, and, and seven and seven sacks, yep. Uh, and I think that game is in Dallas. It is. I mean that that to me has a that's a game um, for Drew and I are doing an eliminator pool. That's a game I didn't want to touch for that reason. So I I I think they're done being the favorite to win the NFC East, but I don't think they're folding on the season just yet. I'm kind of curious to see what Cooper Rush – I got that right. That's his name, right? Yeah. Correct. I'm, I'm curious to see what Cooper Rush does because we're going to see, you know, how much of the last few years has it been Dak or has it been somebody else or is it something else that they're – you know what I mean? So, I think we're about to see a lot more of a Zeke Elliott handoffs than we would usually. Well, maybe, you know. Maybe not. Who knows? But I don't know. I'm afraid that Dak Dak is going to get. Uh, I think that we may be seeing the beginning. The heck was that? I didn't hear anything. <laughs> like I'm serious. I didn't. I didn't hear anything. Oh, something backlashed on my end. Sorry. The, yeah, no, huh? I went. I I mentioned it in my article. I and I, and I despise the Cowboys. Just you guys know, I don't think they're done though, because that that division, even though all the three other teams won somehow uh, this weekend, um, I pointed out. I mean, Carson Wentz is is going to be up and down, much like a Kirk Cousins. They're yeah. going. To, they're going to win some games, like. The, you know, the, or they're going to put up points and you know maybe beat a team they should, but they're going to lose a lot of games too. Giants, they ran 200 yards against the Titans, which is yeah not very sustainable for them. Daniel Jones is going to have to you know win them games, and I don't see that happening. No, I mean the Eagles. The Eagles are talented. Jalen Hurts played great on Sunday, but that defense looked completely lost against. I mean, an improved Lions team. But not a Lions team that should put up 35 points. So, you know, the Cowboys play good defense, and you know they're going to play the Giants and Redskins, and I think that, or sorry, the Commanders, and then they're going to, uh, they, you know, they're capable of splitting with the Eagles. I, I, I'm not ready to write them off just yet. They're definitely not Super Bowl contenders. We can, we can put that to bed right now. But in that division, they're not. They're there's still so much football to be played. Yeah, I'm, I agree. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of there too, man. I, I'm not sold that they're out of playoff contention. And like I said, I, I'm just curious to see, uh, you know, what what Cooper Rush can do. I mean, yeah, I'll hand the ball off, but but they got him for a reason. I mean, you don't get a backup. Oh no, I I wasn't saying that as a slight on Cooper Rush. I was just saying I think with uh, he beat the Vikings are, last year, they already don't have that many weapons out to catch the ball. 
and now you're without your starting quarterback. So I think that's just the time to focus on the run more. That was not a slide at Cooper Rush at all. I just think, yeah, in that division, Cooper Rush can fit right in because he's not going up against great quarterbacks, at least look at least in the NFL's eyes. So, I mean, if um, if they if if the Cowboys still have Ben Narducci, then I would say they're Super Bowl in Super Bowl favorites, <laughs> but they don't. So, yeah, they they cut that guy. Unfortunately, he's too good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, is um. Sorry, I lost it. Oh, what is uh, that guy's name? Peter, is Nathan Peterman still around? Uh, yeah, he's a he backup playing, for the. He was playing quarterback for Cincinnati on Sunday. It looked like. Was he? <laughs> I made that comment. <laughs> I know you did. That's where I. That's where I got it from. <laughs> uh, oh, he's a backup for the. Was it the Raiders now? I believe so. The legend Nathan Peterman. I did want to uh, go back to. Did you guys watch or did you see the highlights from the Steelers Bengals game? Uh, I watched it. The, that game the, had everything. That the, did you get my text that when it went to overtime? I said both these teams should just lose for making us sit through this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that game had everything. Um, it really did. I, now that I, I did see some of the highlights, I didn't watch it all the way through. And, and I, I wanted to give the floor to Will for what he said about Trubisky. Um, you know, going in and beating the Bengals his first game after you called him. What was it? What did I call Trubisky? Uh, I called Justin Fields OSU Trubisky. That's what it was, yes. <laughs> Which, like I said, I, I heard that from somebody on the internet. Um, I know, I know. You know I, I, I think, like, but what, what I've said is I think just compared to how Big Ben was last year, just a shell of himself, couldn't really do much of anything to – a much younger, much more athletic Trubisky, I think that's actually a pretty good situation for him. Uh, and, I mean, he he made some throws, some good throws to uh, mm-hmm. set them up for that game-winning field goal. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I am interested yeah. to see. It's funny, enough, you know, the, the CBS national game this week is stealing. But we're actually here in Alabama getting the Ravens and Dolphins. Yes. Uh, and I, I, I wonder, and I think it's because, you know, with the Steelers, T.J. Watt has a torn uh, – more than likely torn pet. He's not out for the year, but he'll miss some games. And I think Mac Jones right. is going to be out for the Patriots. So we're about to see another nasty Steelers game. <laughs> yeah, they uh, – I think they're better than what I uh, I thought hey, uh, hey. just watching them in that game. I, I, I still do. would think the Ravens are a better team, but mm-hmm. the, the Ravens have a little bit better offense actually than the Steelers. But and I, that's going to be an interesting – I Match think we're starting to, starting to see what I was preaching all offseason about the Bengals is, I mean, how good they were in close close games last year and walk-up wins. That's going to be hard to sustain again this year, and I think we kind of already saw it on Sunday. So well, they have a they have a tougher schedule. They'll take a step back, but they're going to be they're going to be in the mix. I think something we saw was maybe that uh, Trubisky wasn't all that bad after all, and seemed to be doing okay for himself. You know. In in Pittsburgh, I mean, did he win him the game? No, but he also didn't lose the game. He didn't lose it, yeah. If I remember correctly in our NFL preview, somebody said Trubisky may be better than you think or realize. No, oh, I don't remember. Anyway. I don't, yeah, I don't know who that guy would have been. <laughs> um, I guess we'll give the floor, though, too. What about, what about the Dolphins? Uh, Drew, Drew. 
Mm-hmm. Tell tell the folks at home what my uh, current uh, screen name is. Uh, Will is currently recording this as Mike McStaniel. <laughs> Look, folks, I've been a Dolphins fan for a long time, and I got to give it to my brother. I mean, the man, he's an optimist, borderline psychotic optimist, but he's an optimist, and I, I applaud him for going all in. On these dolphins, and I really hope that they don't break his heart like they did last year. Can't break what's already gone, baby. What? Mm. Can't can't break from me. Um. Well, Will, you have the floor, man. How about those dolphins? I mean, I don't want to get too optimistic just yet because they beat the Patriots in Week One last year. Um. They beat. They usually beat New England at least once a year, even when Brady was there. Um, but it is it is so refreshing to have a coach who's you know high, the difference in the game basically fourth and seven, twenty seconds left before half. You realize your defense is played out of its mind. You realize the other team has no timeouts, so there's really nothing they can do. Yeah, let's go ahead and go for it on fourth and seven. And what happens? Oh, a touchdown! Absolutely, we'll take it. Um, man, it was great just being able to see. It's so weird in the best way seeing Tyree Kill out there running, and they're using him pre-snap motion, putting him. They're putting him in motion to build up speed before the plays even started, almost kind of like basically how you could do it in arena and the CFL. Um, so you have a guy who can go that fast. He's already building up speed and can stop on a dime, hard to cover. Right when you think you got him shut down, you see Jalen Waddle just like on that touchdown last week and one of the things that was really refreshing to me you got a coach and an offensive coordinator who can look out there and see the patriots are in their dime coverage let's throw a screen real quick okay 30 yard downfield or 30 yard pickup downfield um it's really refreshing to see what they're doing with that offense and it's also very nice to know that so far it looks like that defense was josh boyer and was not as much of uh, brian flores as we thought so I'm optimistic about this week. I predicted they would start off the season at worst two and two. Um, I would love for them to go ahead and get that second win this week so they could be better than two and two. But, man, I, I feel good. I'm glad I actually get to watch them this year. So who, who are they playing again? Baltimore. Ooh. In Baltimore. In Ooh. Baltimore. That's a tough but game. It's a tough they, game. They, 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 did pretty good at, they did pretty good at shutting Lamar down last year, and all those pieces are still there. So. Yeah, that was actually the game I think that started the streak, was it not, Will? It was. That was also a game I lost ten dollars on. Well, <laughs> that's why you don't bet on the Dolphins. Yeah, well, no, <laughs> I, I, I actually didn't bet on the Dolphins. I bet on them to choke somehow, and that's and why lost. you don't bet against the Dolphins. <laughs> no, I, I, but, I was pretty encouraged. I'm not going to lie. Well, go ahead. I, I, I do think the the coolest thing though was watching the uh, the footage after the game in the locker room. Yes, it, it looked for all the talk that McDaniel can't lead a team. Nobody's going to respect him. It, I mean, it looks like those guys have bought in, man. It looks like they, it looks like for the first time in a while, people actually want to play in Miami, and that's so refreshing to see. It is, it is, and and it, it's kind of become pretty glaring that uh, the previous regime ruled with an iron fist, and and this is not that at all. Um, you know, I've watched the Dolphins for a long time, but this is probably the most hope I've had in a minute. I walked away from game one last year thinking, eh, they didn't look too good. Um, and they got the win, and then they lost seven straight. 
I walk away from this game cautiously optimistic. They still only had one offensive touchdown, correct? Yes, correct. That that gives me, you know, cause to be uneasy. But I, yeah. the pieces are there. I really, like we've said, it's going to come down to Tua. Can he get the job done? And there are people that are all about some Tua, and there are people that wish they could run him out of town on a rail tomorrow. I'm in neither camp. I think he's good. I think you give him a chance. But he's, as Matt wisely said uh, on our NFL preview, it's it's go or go home time for him. And I really hope he comes through because they really are, it looks like a quarterback away from being in some new uniforms, away from being a playoff and division contending team. Oh, yeah. Um, the incredible irony here here is, so to give you give you a little bit of a backstory. So you guys remember when Bill Belichick was up like thirty on the Jets and then called a timeout, so basically the Patriots could get the ball back. Uh, believe so, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the same guy who got butt hurt last week with the Dolphins, who were only up by thirteen. We're still throwing the ball and trying to pull shot plays off with uh, three minutes left in the game. So much so that I think he refused to shake McDaniel's hand after the post game. Uh, to which this is where I think Mike McDaniel's got a little bit of Spurrier in him, or, or maybe not Spurrier, because Spurrier would always, if, whether you were looking for a fight or not, you were getting one from Spurrier. Yeah. But post-game, post-game they were asking Mike McDaniel about it, and he said something along the lines of, well, I think it's no secret that Bill Belichick's going to tell you how he feels whenever he wants to. So <laughs> he's like, we, he knows what we were trying to do, and we're not sorry about it. Well, I mean. And I was like, my uh, man. Yeah, I mean, he ran, he, he, uh, I'm not going to go down that rabbit trail tonight, but he, he, also ran at the score on the Dolphins after the Miami, miracle in Miami just because, quote, or not quote, but I, I'm paraphrasing here, but it was something along the lines of, well, you never know when a team can come back and get you, as in a, hey, yeah, I remember you. Yeah, it's, don't it's, ever- it's, the, it's the same guy who when they were up, uh, I think, 56-7 to seven on the Colts uh, had gr- left Gronk still in the game, and Gronk shattered and fractured his forearm and then missed the rest of the season, and they lost the Super Bowl because of it. Yep, solid stuff. Man. So- it's almost, it's almost like a guy is Jeff Fisher without Tom Brady on his roster, right? I'm not going that far. <laughs> oh. All you I mean, to... I'm just saying, just saying, since no. Tom Brady's left New England, since Tom Brady's left New England, who has a losing record as a head coach? Just throwing that out there. Well, there I'll, the only thing I will say to, to refute that is, go watch the Giants and Bills Super Bowl. The first one the Bills ever lost. Sorry, Buffalo fans. Bill Belichick shut down the K-Gun offense and won that Super Bowl. It should never have come down to Scott Norwood kicking a field goal, ever. But it did because Belichick's defense completely shut that offense down. He's a good coach. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. He is top five, if not – if not. well, I'm not going to go that far, but he's definitely top five, top three. Just not the most likable guy. No, no, 100% no. Terrible general manager. Uh, yeah, he, he lucked he lucked up in Tom Brady in the draft, and now every year he gets evaluated or gets hyped up as this great Italian evaluator and scout. Naming one guy he's found in the last five drafts who's actually done something. Uh, I don't know players and drafts as well, Matt. You got anybody? Uh, actually, yeah, I don't know who they're draft. I mean, usually they're drafting. Usually they're drafting in the twenties, so it is kind of. Hold it on. is harder to draft in that that range, um, but yeah, no one. 
All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna list off some names here. Yeah, this year this year doesn't count because it's he would have had his first game. Cole Strange from Chattanooga. Will he be a great pick? Probably. They were a lot more highly rated uh, and, quite frankly, better prospects on the OL available. Damian Harris Harris was not a first-round draft pick. No, you said who have they drafted. Okay, fair enough. Damian Harris, sure. Uh, Nikhil Harry, not even with the team anymore. I think of the last seven drafts, of the 50 players they've drafted in the last seven drafts, uh, I think 45 of them are not even with the team anymore. So – yeah, but I mean, uh, do we count? Is Trey Flowers still in the league? Uh, I don't, couldn't tell you. I, mean, I think if, I think, think he's think he's with the uh, Lions if he is Trey Flowers. Yeah. What about uh, do we do we count? Do we count? Uh, you said Damian Harris. Uh, Trey Flowers is uh he, Trey Flowers was last playing for the Bengals. Okay. He's, he's currently with the Bengals. Anthony Jennings? Uh, does not play. Huh. I guess in the past three, four years, no. But, I mean, he did – he he found dime, He found diamonds in the rough, like Edelman, Gronk, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hogan. Uh, all, guy, all, all guys that uh, – never mind. Devin McCourt. <laughs> I was going to say all, all guys that uh, made a name for themselves because of who their quarterback was, which, again, goes to my theory where Belichick's success comes from. You know, in, that two, in the Edelman draft, he also got Patrick Chung. Ugh. Yeah, he played for the Eagles one year. He was not good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm looking. I mean, their, their draft picks have been very interesting. He's also good though at finding free agents like Yes. Like I mean we brought in Wes Welker and Wes Welker really took off. Uh, and you can say Brady made him better, which that's partially true, I would say, at least. Uh but then like Rex Burkhead too coming in. Um Danny Danny Woodhead. Did he Danny Danny Woodhead I think they drafted. That's not, it's not even a great that's not even a joke. He's a great player. <laughs> mm-hmm. I forgot about that skit. That guy looked uh, Brett Favre. Yeah, we're not going to talk about Brett Favre right now. <laughs> yeah, Brett Favre's a little busy right now. Wait, what? Uh, I, I actually God, he uh he he and a congressman from Mississippi uh were uh stealing money from the Mississippi Emergency Fund for the Southern Miss uh volleyball oh. stadium. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that. Say it ain't yeah. so, Brett. Man. Yes. Allegedly. So. Allegedly. Anyways, let's go back to the original point. I feel like we've digressed really bad here. We, we, last thing we talked about was the Dolphins, um, my love affair with Mike McDaniel, how the Belichick in the post game, which led us down this rabbit hole. Um, I wanted to discuss, too, what did you guys think about, and we, we touched on it briefly, um, the game, but what did you guys think about Russell Wilson going back to Seattle and majority of the fans sound like we're booing him. Well, so I, I, I um, go ahead, Drew. I don't blame him. I mean, it's basketball season. So the Sonics are about to, st- Oh wait. Well, I mean, at least the Mariners are going to 
Oh, wait. Well, the Kraken, man, come on, man. I mean, seriously, the guy, the guy took your franchise that had made one Super Bowl its entire <laughs> existence and is a terrible coaching decision away from a potential dynasty. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't, why would you, of all people, why boo Russell Wilson? I uh, I saw a pretty funny tweet that was like I cannot believe I think it was from uh, Barry on Twitter. I was like I cannot believe these just these these fans in Seattle booing the man who watched the Legion of Boom win a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, I don't agree with that at all. No, um, I, I think the big the biggest take and and so I was driving down to uh, Mobile for work, so I didn't get to watch the I, I didn't get to really watch the start when they were booing him. The biggest takeaway I had was a uh, good for Geno Smith, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He plays the best game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right. So are they booing – the question I had, I texted this to you guys. Are they booing the front office that botched the potential dynasty? And are they booing the coach that blew the easiest Super Bowl win in history? Because those two factors right there pretty much are why he's gone. Let's just be honest. Russell Wilson, I still think, is a top ten, maybe top seven quarterback. And oh, for sure. Lifted that – I mean, put that franchise on his back. And and lifted them up. Yeah, the Legion of Boom was great, but that didn't last long. I just I don't get it. See, as an Eagles fan or as a Philadelphia fan, I just like to point out when other cities do this because if this yes was Philadelphia, yeah, they would say, well, that's just that's just completely disrespectful. But you know now you know another fan base does it. I I mean it it's in the news, but it's not as you know widely covered so i just like to i like to point that out so <laughs> that's fair and and in fairness matt yeah. reason people pick on philadelphia and point this out is uh twofold one it's always easier to find a butt of a joke that you know makes you feel better about yourself when you say things about them uh secondly People get so mad because more often than not philadelphia teams uh ruin their season uh all the while also ruining their own season in the process. (laughs) Yeah. So it becomes very frustrating. That's why they get mad with Philadelphia and call Philadelphia out. Fair enough. But But yeah, you're right. Watching that though, I I was, I was a little surprised. I thought he would get a lot, a little bit more of a, a warmer uh, reception reception. So, well, and he probably didn't leave saying what he wanted. Anyways, I don't know the guy, but he seems like a pretty top-notch guy. Yeah. And you get the feeling that he probably really wanted to be like, yeah, I left because nobody in this front office cares about winning, and I'm tired of getting my teeth kicked in to go 9-7 and seven every year and fight our way to a playoff spot. Bump well, I, I, I don't th- – I think uh, the relationship kind of soured when they tried to trade him to the Browns. And so, the Browns didn't want him. Yeah, that's the Browns gonna Browns, man. Uh, we'll I, I, we'll talk about Elfie next week. Uh, oh yeah, the Browns are the reason we need relegation in the NFL. Let's just be honest. <laughs> you give, uh, call up the Birmingham. Oh, audience. dude. Speak, speaking of speaking of relegation, did you see that tweet today? That's like there's only one man who can save Nebraska now, and it's Ted Lasso with a Nebraska uniform on. No, Ted Lasso is going to Kansas. <laughs> now Kansas is doing pretty well. Yeah, well, I don't know. 
Well, all right. So, so that's what we got from 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 week one. Oh, chance, your Eagles. How do you feel? Very concerned about the defense. Mm-hmm. Um, that was supposed to be a strength for them, but Jalen Hurts it, it is very close to be becoming the guy for ten years with them. I think the guy is uh, not saying that he's played. You know, he he didn't have the most great offensive game, but the guys in that locker room, you can tell, have are he's getting like the Brian Dawkins treatment. Yeah, like, he he has won over that locker room um, with right, his guys, leadership. You heard it here first. Matt's ranks of Philadelphia Eagles quarterbacks go: Malik Cunningham, Donovan McNabb, Jalen Hurts, Kevin Cobb, in that order. Who's Malik Cunningham? Not Malik Cunningham. Darn it. <laughs> I was just – I was looking at the Louisville stats. Darn it. You know who I meant. Shut I know. Up. I know. Um, so, I do want to say – Randall uh, Cunningham. Randall yeah. Cunningham. Or um, nowhere on there. Yeah, Jaws is up there. Um, that was a Kevin Cobb joke that you guys didn't listen to. I, I, I got the Kevin Cobb joke. I just chose to ignore it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I think – Jalen Hurts is, is is winning over this team uh, in that locker room. Um, again, he's not the most talented guy but um, as far as throwing, but he has definitely improved, at least from what I saw that first game, um, which brings me to the next point. Um, A.J. Brown is a huge pickup for them. Um, I don't know if you guys saw his plays. But he had Jalen Hurst threw a beautiful throw to hit him in stride for 50 yards, and he was dragging a guy with him by an extra like 10 yards. My uh, fantasy and, team saw Devontae Parker do or Devontae dang Devontae Smith, Smith do nothing this week. Yeah, no, uh, I was kind of surprised by that because I did and I did mention that AJ Brown's presence would open up Devontae Smith, and of course the first game, uh, the opposite happened. It just, <laughs> but. I got you. Yeah, no, they, they, uh, I'm actually, Matt, it's funny you say that. I found a stat here. Uh, it's Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, and Kyler Murray's first 20 NFL starts. Hurts uh, is averaging 7.2 yards an attempt, Burrow 7.4, Murray 6.8. Uh, Hurts has the most big pass plays with 60, Burrow's next with 57, Murray with 56. And then, You've got total yards per game. Uh, Hertz is at 272.6, Burrow 276.5, and then McMurray, uh, and then Murray is at 272.5. So you're right. 270 Matt. kill streak. Got it. No, no, no total yards per game. Uh, uh, Matt, okay. Right. I mean, his Hertz is, is slowly and quietly, I mean, really becoming a force for the Eagles. And sorry, I got cut off there. Just uh, it dropped me like uh, like the Eagles dropped like a, Wentz, but uh, <laughs> like a Nelson, dropped you like a Nelson Aguilar pass. There you go. Um, no, what I was saying though is just watching AJ Brown. It was very 2000. I wrote that in my in my article. 2004 Terrell Owens. He yep. he looked exactly wow. he looked exactly like him that first game. So if he can, if this you know he was able to sustain this all year. That's going to be a big help for them because if they're 
if they're throwing for, you know, 280, 300 yards a game, but also rushing for 200 yards a game, it's going to be tough to beat. So, I mean, uh, Miles Sanders already passing last year's touchdown total. I know, in one game. Hmm. <laughs> of course, it was one touchdown. So, yeah. But, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, Encouraged by the offense, discouraged by their defense to answer your question, though. So, and they're going to need their defense to play better if they're going to go anywhere. So, and the Vikings, of course, coming to town makes me nervous. But, you know, overall, they're, they right now look like they're poised to win the division, at least. So, especially with how Dallas looks. Um, yeah. Here's hoping. Well, folks, I think that wraps up our, uh, our talk about the week that was college football and week one of the NFL. Uh, as always, you can find us on um, themessagepitch.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, if you have any comments, questions, criticism, feel free to hit us up at info at themessagepitch.com. Uh, I'm Drew. I'm Will. And I'm mm, mm, Matt. <laughs> mm, mm, good. We're the message pitch, and we'll see you in mm, Not good. <laughs> Jason Campbell's mm-mm, no good. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Still one of my favorite comments. <laughs>